This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. Active Skin Repair uses a molecule called hypochlorous acid, which mimics our natural immune response to cleanse, soothe irritation, reduce inflammation, and support healing. We've been loving Active Skin Repair for all the cuts and scrapes that show up in the active toddler life. Sage loves that there's both the spray version, but also a cream version. He likes to get to choose which one he's going to do. He calls it the magic cream. And it's been so great for taking care of Mila's neck rash now that she's full on teething. Can we get a minute for a teething three and a half month old? What in the world? Active Skin Repair has thousands of five-star reviews and the ingredients so safe and clean, they can be used from the youngest member of the family to the oldest. Keeping it simple with one soothing solution for all your family's skin health needs. Visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order, use code VILLAGE. That's www.activeskinrepair.com, code VILLAGE, for 20% off your order. You're listening to Voices of Your Village. This is episode 153. What a fun episode to record. You guys have been requesting an episode with Zach and I, just an Ask Us Anything episode. And a lot of the questions that came up were about our relationship and also about parenthood. And... I had such a blast. It was so fun. Zach was so nervous. It was adorable. He's used to being behind the scenes, you know? But we just got to hang out. You get to hear a snapshot into who we are and what it looked like to kind of get here. We talk about how it wasn't always like this. And at this point, we have a pretty good flow going. But man, there was a lot of work to get here. So we took your actual questions that you submitted and dove into some of them. Thank you for submitting questions. Thanks for hanging out with us and just for your genuine love and support on this journey. I have shared a lot of our personal journey and through miscarriage and fertility and our relationships and snapshots into who we are and our sensory systems and conflict and all that jazz over the years. And you guys have been incredible and so supportive And I'm just so grateful to get to walk alongside y'all in this and on this journey. And let me tell you, I will be calling on y'all as we bring this babe into this world in March because it takes a village and this is our village. All right, folks, let's dive in. Welcome to Voices of Your Village, a place where parents, caregivers, teachers, and experts come to support one another on this wild ride of raising tiny humans. We combine decades of experience with the latest research to create the modern parenting village. Let's dive into honest conversation about real parenting challenges so it doesn't have to be this hard. I'm your host, sleep consultant, child development specialist, and passionate feminist, Alyssa Blass Campbell. Holy moly, am I ever ready for a mama's getaway weekend. Woof, 2020 has been a doozy, and I'm so looking forward to mama's getaway weekend 2021. 
I will be there in tow with my tiny human as well as we dive into how to do this work. What does it look like to show up as an intentional, conscious parent and partner and person? And it can feel really overwhelming when you're scrolling through the gram or trying to gather all of the information. Mama's Getaway Weekend is a time for you to step away and work on yourself. It's so hard to see these things and work on patterns in your day-to-day life when you're living in it all the time. Pausing to take a minute to work on yourself is huge and goes such a long way. Mama's Getaway Weekend is my favorite weekend of the entire year. And it's a time for us to dive into these workshops together in person, in real time. Mama's Getaway Weekend tickets for 2021 are on sale and they'll never be this low again. We have a limited quantity of our early bird price tickets. Head on over to mamasgetawayweekend.com to snag yours and join us for the last weekend of September in 2021 in Watertown, New York to dive into this jazz. It takes a village and you don't have to have all of the answers on your own. We are here to support you. Come join us, mamasgetawayweekend.com to snag your hot deal before those early bird tickets are gone. This reminds me of those like car questions that you hate that I pull out in the car. Sometimes I do this to Zach where like when we're driving, we have a box of those questions that are like conversation starters where I'll be like, how about we turn off the music and we'll just go through some of these questions and it's never his favorite, but we have a good time. (laughs) That's what this reminds me of. So people popped in a lot of questions for us. Um, We can start with softball. How did you guys meet? Uh, we met on my birthday mm-hmm. many years ago. Eleven. Yep. And we were at a, at our typical stomping ground, the, <laughs> Greenwich, the Greenwich Treehouse. <laughs> Shout out to Greenwich Treehouse, West Village in West New York Village, City, NYC. And um, it was very. There were a lot of people there, mm-hmm. and from across the bar. I heard one voice ring out above the rest <laughs> that said, uh, you look like you could be in a boy band. <laughs> and I turned around, and there you were. You said, thanks, it's my birthday. <laughs> and then we were just friends for a while in the bar, like casually would see each other there. And you asked me out on a date the following April. So that was November of 2011, you asked me out on a date in April of 2012, and we went on a date in May. You asked me on a date, and then you were like, and I'm about to leave the country to go to Switzerland, That's which was move. a classic. One of my you, moves, yeah, yeah, that was classic, yeah. it turns out. Because then after our date, you were like, oh, I'm going to leave and go to Vermont for three months. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but it worked, I guess. Yep. Um, Feel free to try that move for yourself. <laughs> give it a whirl. Yeah. What's one thing you can never agree on? 
probably the answer to this question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I it's all temperature related for me. Like the temperature. Oh yeah, temperature in the car. Yep, in the car trips. that came up, and like even water. Remember? I just we haven't argued about it in a while because I've given up, yeah, and true. I just take off every shirt <laughs> except a t-shirt when we go somewhere. <laughs> I just like it to be cozy. Um, yeah, I and I and I end up chugging water whenever we get somewhere because I don't like to drink too much water in the car. You're like stopping for me to pee anyway. <laughs> you put it in the vows. That's true. Uh, ooh, how do you not take it personally when the other one needs space away? I feel like this is for me because you usually need more space than I do. With if I am frustrated or have a hard feeling and I'm not ready to talk about it yet, you just like me to check in to say like whether or not it's about you. <laughs> yeah, I just like to know that. That's yeah, it. but if it is about you, I still can be like, hey, this is what's up. I'm not ready to talk. Yeah, I still hate that, but yeah. it's better than not knowing anything. Yeah, but for you, for so long, you need more time than I do typically. Mm-hmm. And I think the most helpful thing is me having an outlet while I'm waiting for you. Mm. Like calling Rach or Maddie and just like having a space to get it out. Also, they always take your side. So like I'll vent. Keep calling them. And (laughs) I'll like have a space to vent. Usually I'll get some like empathy from them first. But then by the time we talk, I'm in a calmer space. Yeah. But I needed to have a space to vent and express while waiting for you to be ready. And I don't take it personally. I don't know what the question, I don't remember the question. But oh, I know how, I know how helpful person? it is for me to have space. So when you need it, I'm like, yeah, I know. I get that. Yeah. Well, I also know like you needing space has nothing to do with me. It's not personal to me. But what I didn't like at the beginning of our relationship was that I then, I felt like it always got to be your way. And I needed a space to express and you always needed more time and so you just got more time and I got more frustrated. It's <laughs> true. And so figuring that out where I had a space to express was helpful. Um, but I know it's not about me personally. It's not like you need space from me because of me. You need space to process. I need space for me. <laughs> How do you handle disagreements where it feels like one person has to win? Mm, that's mm. me. <laughs> How do you handle that? <laughs> Where it feels like I have to win. That is a good question. Um, I don't feel like I have to win so much, but I think it is frustrating when I get the sense that it feels like you have to win and then I don't feel like... I was actually heard or that it was taken to heart. I, it, it has felt in the past that the win was more important than the resolution. That has been true sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I think especially growing up just like as a competitive human mm-hmm. in a very competitive family, mm-hmm. the win is something that I've had to, I've had to learn that like the win isn't the most important and be like reminded of that. Mm-hmm. No, I think there I think that I had to learn how to not get into the battle 
trying to come away with the win, but more just um, make sure that I was heard. And even if you feel like you had to have the win in the moment, I think I now know. And you've also this is this also feels like it. This is not the norm anymore, but right. um, I think you do hear it more now, and you you'll often come back. Um, once we've had time to process. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, to navigate that repair where I'm like, I can totally. own it later. Navigating repairs is what I was thinking. But, <laughs> um, and you'll, you'll often then initiate and, and give me more of what I was seeking in the moment. <laughs> yeah. And then we know that I actually won, which is really nice. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> What are you most excited about for becoming parents? Aside from about? all the cool dad merch. Yeah, you are a big fan of dad merch. Yeah. Well, and as Maddie's other dad, you already have a bunch of dad stuff I do. from her. I'm excited for more dad merch. Yeah. I am most excited to just get to know this human. I have at this point worked with thousands of children and families and what I've learned I think above all else is that they I don't I have no expectations I feel like or like just I, I guess like I don't look at like oh I'm so excited to teach them this content or to share this thing with them as much as I'm excited to like get to know this person and connect with them and build a relationship with them. Like that is what I'm most jazzed about. I know for some folks when they look at like parenting, they're like, oh, I can't wait to share like my love of cars or football or... Or the movie cars. Or the movie cars. (laughs) Or whatever. It's something that they're jazzed about. I don't feel that way content-wise. I just am really jazzed to get to know this human and build a relationship. Yeah, I think similarly, for me, it's like getting to walk behind somebody who's like experiencing the world for the first time and, you know, be a supporter. Yeah. I think is exciting. And to like, yeah, I think to connect on whatever, but I don't know, I have no idea what that would be yet. Right. Well, and I think that's something you're really good at. I was talking to Maddie about this this summer that like you are really good at noticing what somebody else is interested in and connecting with them through their interests. Like when she went through her musical theater phase and was really into like musicals and whatnot, Mm -hmm. you connected with her over that or like creating playlists together and like bonding over those things. And for me, I'm like, you can you can tell me about it, but like I it doesn't jazz me or fire me up and it's harder for me. But I think that's something you're really good at. Thanks. Yeah. Although if they are really interested in cars, that will be hard for me. I'm not a car guy. That's true. But I bet you would figure out how to connect there, because I think that's something you naturally do very well. Um Thanks. You're welcome. What is something you've learned about each other this last year? I've learned how strong you are hmm. through nice. through hard times that I was not 
prepared for, didn't know it could even be like that, and your resilience and strength. It's going to make me cry. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll, um, I'll change my answer. Stop. <laughs> um, no, thanks. crying is okay. You're allowed to cry. <laughs> it's a safe space. That's it's a... <laughs> um, yeah, thanks. What a year. I mean, outside of 2020, just being 2020, yeah. uh, like the miscarriage and yeah, all of it was so hard. Um, I, for me, it was just so rad. And I think I knew this about you, but it just like came to the forefront over this past year with navigating the miscarriage for four months and then uh, pretty immediately getting pregnant and having a really hard first trimester. Uh just your values like never wavered it was always 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 family first and making sure that you and I had our needs met before we looked outside of that whether it was like work or extended family or whatever else had to happen house stuff even and (laughs) we've done a lot of house stuff but like it was always (laughs) uh your values like coming to the surface and just you know we I say it all the time our values are only our values if we live them and I feel like this year that was like tested of like yeah what are your values are you going to live them when it's not easy to live them yeah this show is sponsored by better help being back to work after maternity leave has been so good and frankly so hard I love what I do and I missed collaborating with my team while I was out and it's been a tough transition The combination of a packed schedule and still being the milk machine for Mila Bean, it's hard to juggle everything. I feel so grateful for my weekly therapy hour. Sometimes I'm just holding so much and I need a safe space to let it out and get it off my chest. I've noticed that when I don't release it, it comes out anyway, but usually in ways that aren't aligned with how I want to show up in the world. BetterHelp is such a convenient, flexible option for parents who just can't take the travel time to get to an in-person therapy visit. It's entirely online. You can show up in your jammies, always a win in my book, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you're on your way to feeling heard. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash voices today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash voices. Hormone Harmony is an all-in-one hormonal balancing solution for women of all ages. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormone changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. Hormone Harmony is perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put your life on hold, like hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, poor sleep and feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas. Yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all these things. And the biggest benefit? Feeling like yourself again. 
That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 17,000 reviews for Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code VILLAGE at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code VILLAGE for 15% off today. Yeah, the chips were down a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. Yeah. Woof. Um... <laughs> What's your favorite thing about each other and one thing that drives you bonkers? It's so hard to pick one favorite thing. I thought you were going to say just one thing that drives me bonkers. <laughs> oh, no, I thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but well, because there are so few of them. <laughs> so many things that like... Whatever. <laughs> um... I think my favorite thing about you is your, well, your values is kind of a broad thing, but I think your passion and your, you're kind of always seeking new things. Um, I love that about you. And yeah, I mean, it always comes back to family for both of us Yeah, from a values perspective and, um, yeah, I, I think that early on, almost immediately, I like I think I sensed that we were very aligned there. Yeah. And um there are all kinds of things within that, but that's that's kind of the umbrella. But I think, yeah, you're you you are not satisfied to just kind of move along some track in life that people tell you this is just what you do. You're always asking why and questioning. And I think because of that, um, really awesome things have happened for you and for us. Thanks. And I love I'm that. So I love that to do life with somebody who has that approach because I think we do a good job for different reasons, pushing each other outside of our comfort zones. Yeah, I think so too. And I'm glad you like that because it's uh, very present. I, like, have never <laughs> sat still. I'm always like, but why? Why do I have to do it like this? Uh, so, thank goodness you like that. What drives you bonkers about me? Um, the, just the, the different approaches to organization around the home. I just and, did a post on this. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the closet doors. Like, just, just shut it all away. <laughs> I've never, no matter if it's a sliding, a bifold, a, a, a knob door, yeah, a latch cabinet, it's always just almost closed. Never all the way closed. Remember the one time that I set garbage on top of the garbage can and... I think I blocked that out. My brain did as a self-preservation thing. Coping. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks for loving me, man. Uh, yeah, today we got back from our walk and Zach was like, just so that you know, this closet door can close all the way. <laughs> I got one, yeah, I bought one of those ones. And I said, it's really hard to close it. And <laughs> immediately closed it all the way. <laughs> and I was hoping for more resistance. That was good. Uh, <laughs> I did feel like I got the win in that moment. <laughs> My favorite thing about you is how patient you are. I am not a patient human. 
I'm really not a patient human. <laughs> Zach's smiling because <laughs> he knows that that's true. I love you. <laughs> and you're so patient and I need that because I will just go a mile a minute sometimes and really can go zero to 60, whether it's like with a feeling or with a like, I mean, even with seed. I texted you on a Friday morning and said, I want to start a business. I have an idea. And then two weeks later, we had a website, we had every like email list, like an Instagram, all these things that like in a car ride, I was like, can we chat about it on the car ride to my parents? And like in a car ride, planned out things I wanted to do and created seed. And there's that's just like how I will go zero to a thousand. And sometimes it's exciting and sometimes it's really not. <laughs> and I think I need somebody who balances that out. And I, you're so patient with me, with kids, with other humans, mostly with me. <laughs> yeah, was, as you said the other ones, I was like, I don't... Well, like Madison, you're really patient. Yeah. People that people, you Other love. people that I know. <laughs> and love. Not and love. people you know. Yeah. But I really appreciate it. Yeah. And the thing that drives me the most bonkers... Whew. Hard to think of something I know. It is so hard. <laughs> um... No, also a thing that I love about you, because this really is tied with patience, your organizational skills, which we just talked about, like mine are very different. You need organization to function, but it really works well because I do not. And I'm glad that works for it's you. working for you. It's good. <laughs> Sorry. But you keep track of all the things. I mean, how every night we get into bed and I'm like, oh, did you turn the heat down? Did you you've always done all of those little things? Even us like getting out the door, or whatever, like you account for all the things. And I'm so grateful for that. Um things that drive me bonkers. Yeah, hit me with it. I think probably largely that you also in that same vein. Because your sensory processing time is longer, sometimes I really want to have like a faster back and forth, and that's not how your brain works, and it can drive me nuts, especially if I'm like frustrated about something, and I'm like, no, I want to like talk this out, and I just want it to go faster than it's going. And I've found ways to like cope and calm, but that can drive me bonkers. That and the tapping. I mean, I know I married a drummer. I, I know it. I know the tapping's annoying. When other people do it, it bugs me, but... Yeah, I will just put my hand right on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels I... like a passive-aggressive sign, but it yeah, is. it does. <laughs> <laughs> that tracks. <laughs> um, Madison would like to know, which one of you <laughs> likes me more? Maddie, you know the answer to that. Obviously, Dad. Even though you were Alyssa's maid of honor... Well, whatever, hours. I love you, and I've always loved you, and I will always love you, but Dad definitely likes you more. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's true. For Zach, when did you know that you were in love with Alyssa? Ooh, in love. Yeah. You were into this before I was. As a thing. I, so I felt something different that I had not felt before immediately, Mm -hmm. very quickly. 
And I was still going on dates. Yeah, and you were still going on dates. And um, I wouldn't say there was a moment where I was like, I'm in love with her. But I think, I think like by the time I said it, I like already, I already was like it, I think it might have happened so fast that I didn't, that I was like, oh, like. We really fast-tracked that first year. We did, yeah. But it was, it was chill. It just felt right, yeah. Yeah, no, never, never had any doubts. That's sweet. So just to Till the closet thing. (laughs) Get out of here. So (laughs) just to like catch y'all up. So Zach asked me on a date in April. We go out on a date in May. We go on another date. The second date. Zach says, oh, by the way, I'm going home to Vermont for three months. We were living in New York City tomorrow. And you should just come visit me in Vermont at my mom's house. Bow. Bow, (laughs) And I was like, "Uh, no, thank you. Um, And then you sent me that really cute Facebook message like a week or two later or something like that. And it was just sweet. It was just like, I'm just here sitting on a deck drinking a beer thinking about you. But it was like really adorably written. And I was like, okay. And (laughs) all right, I'm into this. That's cool. That's cool. (laughs) And so I did go up to Vermont and stay at your mom's house. And I was so nervous. And then I went to a family wedding of yours. In this time, we're not officially dating. (laughs) (laughs) We're not officially dating. He takes me to a family wedding for somebody who now works for Seed, actually, Erica, and Rachel's sister. If you follow our Seed Sleep Instagram, you know Rachel. Uh, And I thought Rachel was his ex-girlfriend, so I was confused why she was at Erica's wedding. And then Zach told me that that was his cousin. Um, it was very confusing, but that, from that wedding, we started dating. That was July 22nd was her wedding, because then mm-hmm. everybody was like, why aren't you dating this girl? She's great. I, that's what I imagine they said to you. And then... And then I returned all of those texts a day later. <laughs> like, I am. And so then we started, no, then you said, I don't need labels. I w- yeah. You were too cool for school. And then we started dating. But so that was July, and we moved in together basically right after that. Yes, that is correct. You moved back to the city in August, and we moved in together right away. Not officially, but for all intents and purposes. I got rid of my apartment at the end of November. Yeah. But yeah, it was crazy. And then we moved to Boston. It was a soft move in for three months, and then (laughs) official. Yeah, and then we moved to Boston the following well, June, we left New York City together, moved yeah. here for a bit, and then, yeah. yeah, it was so crazy, so wild, and actually, like, my, I said to one of my best friends at the time, if anybody else was doing what I'm doing now, I would be like, you're crazy, you need to slow down. Same, yeah, same, 100%. But, and I, like, recognize that, but it just felt right. Yep. That was a long answer to that question. Yep. Sorry. Was that the one, which one do we like, likes Maddie more? No. <laughs> <laughs> She's such a punk. <laughs> Figuring out what to get these tiny humans can be really overwhelming. There are so many things on the internet and Amazon sending out that catalog with all those hot toys. But the reality is that so many of them last for about four seconds and then a kid's over it or they last for a season and a kid outgrows it. 
we put together a gift guide just for you that is totally free that has options for sensory and emotion-rich gifts. So things that will help calm their nervous system and support your tiny human's growth and development. And bonus, there is a section just for you, the adult, as well. Head on over to seedandsew.org slash gift guide to snag yours today. We're here to help you with conscious gifting. In what ways do you support your individual needs and needs as a couple? Oh, this is good. I'm glad they're all, you know, quick answer questions. Light. Yeah. Light and fluffy. I, my, my like greatest individual needs are touch and like communication for connection. Like whether that's talking to friends or talking to you or I like like to talk to people on the phone or in person and hang out and then touch which could be like snuggling or it could be like having a baby on my body like I have a and since I left the classroom working with kids all day I was getting that touch need met a lot more and then at home had to like kind of figure out what did that look like as proprioceptive input for me, but I had to like figure out how to navigate that and get that. But yeah, those are needs that I'm very focused on for myself. Mm-hmm. And I think we both just honor that we have individual needs. And if I say like, hey, I need some time with friends or whatever. Yeah. You'll adjust whatever that I'm like, sure. oh, then I can go hit some drums. Yeah. <laughs> Which is one of my needs. Right. And you have more individual, like, space needs. Like an astronaut. hmm Totally. That's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> and, yeah. No, I, th- I think, like, I think having time to pursue those things, but also to, like, have the, feel the freedom to, like, explore your own interests and do, yeah, I guess follow where you want to go. And have the support of that. That's kind of a of both. Yeah, that's both individual and as a couple. I think as a couple, we've we got really good at um, figuring out when things fell off. If it was like an individual need, or like mm-hmm. we needed more of something. Um, grad school is really helpful for that. Yeah, because totally. <laughs> well, we both were working full time and in grad school full time. Yeah, and so. Things can get out of balance very quickly. Yeah. And And we, yeah, we had a lot of practice in noticing earlier, because earlier in grad school times, it would get like really out of whack. We would end up fighting a lot. And then we'd try to bring it back to center. And I think we had a lot of practice. I mean, it was five total years (laughs) of practicing, but we had a lot of practice of like, ooh, what does it look like when it starts to get out of whack versus waiting till... Mm -hmm. it's it's really off center and then pulling it back in and now and and that's come up too with like renovation and stuff I mean we just had eight weeks where every single night after work you would come renovate and every single weekend day and there were times where we would just like be able to check in with each other and say like I I need to have a conversation with you or touch base with you and Mm -hmm. um and both of us would be like, yeah, totally, I need that too. Like, mm-hmm. let's adjust the schedule and figure out how to make this work. That's what I mean with your values too. Like, 
Yeah, it's not a question of like fighting through. You don't fight through certain things, right? And I mean, unless it was an absolute necessity, but it's not. Right. I could take a day off that I wasn't planning to take off. Because yeah. We need that time. And just restructure things. I mean, some same with like miscarriage stuff. Like, no matter what, work took a back seat for mm-hmm. both of us, and it was just not a question. Yeah. Um, yeah. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. I think. I think before when we first started out, there was so much going on, so much to do that just getting through that took up pretty much all the time. Yeah. And there were times where you're like, it's, uh, it is more important to, to focus on these things and not get everything done. Yeah. Like on the timeline, like, you know. Totally. It'll, that's not as important. Yeah. And I think for us finding how we both feel connected was huge that like, I don't feel super connected if we are like just sitting on the couch watching a show and phones are in our hands or whatever. Like I feel most connected when we are sitting there screen free and can talk to each other. Mm -hmm. And I think in the early days, like we would do things even like we'll carve out a date night or whatever, but like could leave it feeling like we didn't even connect. I think we were all, like, coming into it burnt out so much of the time. Totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah, but I think we've gotten better at, like, connecting. Yeah. Go us. Go us. <laughs> it's not great, but it's we're moving in a good direction. How are you preparing to foster your relationship after the babe arrives? One thing that I have really acknowledged about myself is that I it it will be hard for me 
to place my needs as important needs above or in line with the tiny human. And with tiny humans in general, my inclination is to sacrifice, to like martyr. And then I end up burnt out and then I'm not nice to be around and I'm snippy and I don't walk away as like the adult that I wanted to be in the situation or the partner or whatever and I feel burnt out and I mean one of the set one of the set method components is self-care and that's the one that's the hardest for me that I have to like really be intentional about and knowing that we have a village to lean on and it doesn't mean I'm failing if I ask for help like that for me is at the forefront as we enter this, that like asking for help isn't a failure and in actuality can help set me up for success in who I want to be. Um, yeah, that's just like personally. So I guess that wasn't about our relationship, but for, well, it also definitely plays into our relationship. Yeah, I think for me, I haven't thought, I haven't thought too much about like specific things because I think never done this before and like I think you can go in um with intentions which is what I'm trying to do but I think to have like specific things in mind I know how easy it can be for those to just not align with reality so I I intend to make that a priority and know that we have the tools in our toolbox to do any kind of tweaks or adjustments that we need to do as we kind of move through things to get to a better place Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel like I feel very confident in that. Yeah. So I haven't necessarily created a specific list, but I know right. that it is important and yeah, that's my intention. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and I think like one of the things we've talked about in the past is the reality that the life that, I mean, we've been together now eight and a half years and it's been the two of us for eight and a half years. And that this life will be different. There is no this Mm -hmm. life anymore. And welcoming that. And I think it can be easy to compare and like want it to be the same plus a kid. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And just acknowledging that there are things that we do and have now that are specific to this season of our life that won't exist in the next season. Mm -hmm. And allowing that to be okay and to be true. <laughs> and not to try to bring them in. Try to force it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think we'll, we'll miss certain things. Totally. But and also be gained. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. How are you both coping with all the big changes you're going through with renovations and baby? Communication. <laughs> yeah. We don't let it get... If there's anything that's off... We talk about it right away. Or we'll at least acknowledge, like, something's off. This isn't working. I need to have a conversation, even if we're not ready to talk about it right away or don't know what it is yet. But we are, at this point, like, that part is pretty well-oiled. Mm-hmm. Of We don't let things sit and, like, fester and build up. Yeah. We did. And that sucked. We don't let it go into survival mode. No. No. Well, we also, like, and we've said this a million times, but I know that you love me 
and that you want to have a strong relationship. And when I know that we're both going in with that intention, then it's easier for me to be like, okay, he's not trying to drive me crazy. It's a byproduct of whatever's happening. (laughs) Whatever. Um, And so if I'm starting to feel dysregulated around this or I'm feeling like we're not connecting, I know that he wants to. And when I know, like for me, that's helpful to know, like we both have the same goal here and intentions and they, if it's not being met or it feels like things are off, that we can have a conversation. Like I know that we both want that. Yeah, and I think when that does happen, I think we are good about not just going into defensive mode. Totally. I think it. I think because we're often both feeling it. Mm-hmm. It's not about. I do go into defensive mode first, and sometimes I can regulate it before I talk, but almost always, when anything comes up for me, my immediate reaction is like. Well, it's not my fault. <laughs> like, that's what happens for me first. And now I've learned to, like, acknowledge that usually. But, yeah, that's not my It doesn't go-to. stay there. No. It doesn't become about that. Nope. Long term. Lori said, will you guys adopt me? Yes. We will adopt you if you bring your girls and if you move to us because I don't want to live in Montana because every time you share anything in your stories, there's snow. So... <laughs> What do you say to them when one of you is trying to argue while upset? So what do you say to me? Because I'm the one who's always, in this scenario, would be the one who's trying to argue while I'm upset. (laughs) I don't even know. Do you remember anything I've said to you? You can help me, like, bring awareness to, like, or you'll say, like, I'm not ready to talk about this, and you'll just take it on as Probably just be like, this doesn't feel like a productive conversation right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a Zach line. Yeah. Yeah, because I can get in that trap of like, no, but I want to keep going, but it isn't productive. <laughs> Any surprises on names that you do or don't like for baby? You have a shorter list of th- names you like than I do. Yes. <laughs> I throw out a lot of names. I threw out a lot way back. We've been throwing out names for years, though. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, but yours were often sarcastic. But if you'd bitten, I would have gone, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, th- I have, like, we have a list in my phone, and Zach will every once in a while look at it and be like, oh, some of these are new. Yeah, that's a new number three. <laughs> don't remember talking about that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's hard for me um, with names because I have taught so many kids mm. that like a name will come up and I'm like, uh, no. And I've met so many people I don't like, so. Zachary James. <laughs> Just kidding. It's not true. Would you ever <laughs> consider moving back to New York? I live from a place of, like, nothing is ever off the table. Nothing. Nothing within reason. We throw out things all the time. Like, 
crazy wild dreams. I mean, I think you can only be an entrepreneur if nothing is off the table because it's scary and risky and constant. There are so many times I've gone to bed as an entrepreneur and I'm like, Zach, I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can run seed. And you'll talk me off the ledge and I'll wake up in the morning and be like, this is the best job ever. <laughs> but yeah, so in terms of moving back to New York, yeah, it's, it, nothing's off the table. I mean, my whole family's there, so that's um, a pull. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it feels with this babe. Did y'all write your own wedding vows? If so, what was that process like? We did. I'm going to guess you wrote yours over the course of like a, a long time. I think I... I may have started early drafts in the notes app but I do remember just sitting down with some note cards and like banging it out over the course of an hour and a half or so wow that's faster than you write texts it was a, it took about as long as writing two birthday cards okay back to back it takes Zach a long time to write things he's very intentional um, Not because I'm bad at spelling. No. You're a great <laughs> speller, actually. Um, I wrote mine in, like, I just sat down and banged it out in one round. For sure. Uh, that surprises that, me none. <laughs> it's also how I write things. Again, I think you can only have my job. I get a billion emails a day, and we write so much content and whatever. I have to be able to do that fast. Um, yeah, you're really good at you know, it doesn't read like you wrote it fast. Well, that's nice. It's just, like, literally my stream of consciousness. It's really nice. Um, but what's funny is I feel like for cards, like anniversaries or holidays or our vows, we don't see what the other person has written ahead of time, but we almost always have mm -hmm. the same, like, themes and threads. True. For cards, I will always do a, a draft in my notes app. You do? Yeah, because oh, I can I can go I can do it faster. Yeah, <laughs> it's cute. And then I'll just copy it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we did. Yeah, but they were very similar. Yes. I blacked out a chunk of like our wedding day, not from like alcohol, <laughs> but from like it. I, I was I was nervous about like saying intimate things, which is funny because now I'm saying it to thousands of people around the world, but. I was nervous about saying intimate things in front of 150 of our closest friends and family. Uh, and I knew that your words would be so perfect. Oh, thanks for the confidence. Oh, a thousand percent. You're such a good writer and you're so intentional. And I was nervous that I would, people would hear mine and be like, wow, that's nice of him to marry her. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was nervous about that. <laughs> I thought yours were fantastic. Thanks. <laughs> um, all right, last one. What's your absolute favorite thing to do together? I think we had kind of already talked about it. I love just like when we get into a like good flow of like just hanging and talking and laughing and like whatever but when it just like when it just flows like that and we're just like present together 
Yeah. I think it's usually just sitting around talking. That is the same with me, just when we're sitting and talking. I, what I find sets us up for success for that is when phones are away, screens are off. And for us, that's most often on, like, a morning. We love slow mornings. Mm-hmm. And but sometimes the morning can can go into, like, a <laughs> yeah. all-day hang. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, but I, I agree. Just, like, hanging out and chatting is when I feel the most connected. Dreaming about stuff. Talking yeah. about crazy ideas. Yeah. Well, and there's never been, like, a single seed thing that I've done that I haven't, like, dreamt about over coffee with you first. That's <laughs> true. Um, We're on a road trip. Yeah. After we played that game, that <laughs> the, question game. Just like, no. <laughs> See, it's so fun. You're having so much fun. Awesome. Thanks for marrying me. Thanks for marrying me, too. I'm excited to see you as a dad. Thanks. Welcome. Excited to be a dad. And you be a mom. Thanks for tuning in to Voices of Your Village. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at voicesofyourvillage.com. Did you know that we have a special community for all of you to be a part of so that we can all gather together to raise emotionally intelligent humans? Head on over to Facebook, search Seed and Sow colon Voices of Your Village and dive into that Facebook group. We cannot wait to hang out with you and collaborate on raising these tiny humans. If you're digging this podcast, head on over to Apple Podcasts, scroll down, click those stars and leave a review. It really fills my heart to hear from all of you. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. Two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact impended. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talk to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk, and let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking.